Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome back to the Surgeon Masters Mini Podcast. I've brought back Dr. Tracy O'Connell, our recovering radiologist and mindset coach. Welcome back, Tracy. Thanks, Jeff. So we did talk on our previous mini podcast about the shame and a little bit of the response that people have in general, and certainly for our audience with broadly a lot of surgeons. Tracy, tell us a little bit more about how you're coaching in the mindset space to kind of help shift some of these things. Yes. Well, you know, as a, as a physician um, and as a radiologist, I had many years, many decades of really not feeling enough in my profession. And as a physician and just feeling like I wasn't reading fast enough, I wasn't being accurate enough. I was worried, so self-conscious about making mistakes that it really interfered with my efficiency and my self-confidence. And there, there's a long backstory to that, which I won't go into today, but that's the impetus for me doing the work that I do now, which is a culmination of all the work I've done on myself to really rebuild my sense of confidence in myself and allow myself to have joy in my life. And so I work with others, doing a lot of work with teens now and some in the LGBTQ community, as well as adults and in the physician community to to really help others through that, through the stories and experiences that they've had, significant emotional experiences that held them back in ways that aren't serving them and to rewrite those stories and shift to a more positive direction to have more fulfillment in, in career and life. So I can relate, and I think a lot of physicians and surgeons can relate, that we're addressing the story of avoiding mistakes and addressing challenge and healing, I guess, or building resilience. You talk a little bit about redirecting that to a more positive. So what are some ways that people can do that? Well, at the risk, you know, I want to make sure I am not a Pollyanna, like I'm not going to just be putting Band-Aids on things that are really difficult, right? But I think giving people an opportunity to acknowledge and say, yeah, this is, you know, to call a spade a spade and say this is legitimately difficult and the problem may not be within me, but it may be systemic and I'm just a person here showing up doing the best I can in a, in a situation and environment that's really difficult. The things that I like to work with because shame is sort of unavoidable, not just in medicine, but in life. It's, it's a human feeling. It's a universal emotion of feeling like we're not enough and that maybe if we did this, we'd be better. Or if we were more this way, we would we'd be more loved or more popular. And, and so I have a couple of ideas I wanted to share today of just ways that while we can't necessarily intercept the things in life that don't go our way or that make us feel less than, there are things we can do to build shame resilience, most certainly with the notion of fostering a loving connection with ourselves. Authenticity, I love Gabor Mate and his work around trauma and hard emotional things. And he describes the word authenticity, he defines it as the connection we have to ourselves. And so there are all sorts of techniques that I've used with people to really help them remember who they are because medicine is so consuming 
it can be, you can kind of almost take off your reality internally and put it on a shelf as you go into work with your persona on. And then maybe you take that off when you come home, maybe you don't, but we can get lost in, in medical culture. So maintaining a, a loving connection with ourselves and our authenticity is huge. And I would encourage people to just do anything and note that feels good in their bodies, that feels real and natural and not premeditated or running through a filter of, of what others will think is okay or not okay. And then I like to do an exercise with clients that's an, an empathy exercise, which has to do with figuring out who are the people in your life that really matter and their opinion really matters so that you can kind of cut out the riffraff and some of the, the noise of all the other voices around you saying, do this, be that, you should do more of this. And so Jeff, maybe even while we're here on the call, you could do, if you have a piece of paper and pen, and I encourage listeners to just take a pen and paper and, and draw a square that's about one inch by one inch. And so we're used to centimeters in medicine, but if you uh, <laughs> remember an inch, it's a little over two I can, centimeters. I can, I can do an inch by an inch. And actually, I think most surgeons could. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got that. But you realize, okay, so we'll look at that box, Jeff. Do you think that's a, is that a big square or a little square in your mind? When you look at it, how does that feel big or small? feels pretty small, but I guess okay. you could look at that in different ways. But it feels like it's making me think I have a limited space to put things in. <laughs> okay. So as you, and you may not have time in this moment, but if you can think either while we're on this or, or afterwards, who are the people in your life that you would put in that box as being the, their opinion really matters? Out of all the people you interact with day in, day out, all the patients, all the phone calls, staff, family members, historical characters in your life, you know, whose opinion really matters to you. In other words, what they think of you really matters to you. And I like that. So I think that people that matter, that's a really big list. It's patients. It's every one of my kids. Opinion matters might start or would definitely constrain that to a much smaller list. I think that's helpful. Right. And so, and it's going to shift. It doesn't, this isn't something that's set in stone. Some people ask me, can it be a semi-permeable membrane where, you know, some people float in and out depending on my mood or their mood? Sure. It's a formality just to say, to kind of narrow that when we're beating ourselves up and feeling not enough, that maybe someone's disappointed in us and we're all going to hurt one another. That's, that's one of the things I like to remind people, even the people we love the most, we're going to hurt each other. And we're going to decide if those relationships are worth repairing and how to repair them. So that looking back at life uh, from the elder, wiser self to be able to say, yeah, I, I did good. I prioritized the people that really mattered. And I prioritized the opinions of those people that I really, really care about. One other thing would be to say, if you're feeling like you're not enough, is this mantra that I, or a question I like to ask, which would be, what would be the most loving and compassionate thing you could say to yourself in this moment or situation in times that you're struggling? That's excellent too. I like the idea of being able to condense things to a simple question. That's fantastic. So do me a favor, Tracy, just quickly summarize those key points of things that our audience could do moving forward. Yes. So again, 
This is all about connection because connection is really why we're here on earth. We want to maintain a, for survival and thriving and sustainable well-being. We want to maintain an authentic connection to ourselves, not just because that, that sounds nice, but it really is for survival. Because when we lose touch with who we are, what really matters, when we're hungry, when we're thirsty, when we need to go to the bathroom, if we were out in the wild, we wouldn't survive if we couldn't sense, hey, there's danger in the woods, or I haven't seen water in a few hours. You know, we've got to maintain these sense of survival skills that have to do with a connection to the self, the physical body, and the emotional body. The empathy exercise I gave, remembering who are the people in your life that you want to stay connected to, and that really their opinion matters, what they of you really matters, you value them, you regard them, because they also matter to you and share maybe your similar values. And then lastly, this mantra, this question of when you're in struggle, to ask yourself just sort of as in a third person sort of way, what's the most loving and compassionate thing I could say to myself in this moment that I'm struggling? That what, what is it? What is that thing that, that I would want to hear right now? And being able to say that to yourself, to ask yourself, what do I need right now? What would be the most loving and compassionate thing I could say to myself in this moment to help redirect us? Tracy, thank you for sharing that with our audience. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Jeff. Keep up the good work. Thank you. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Dr. Tracy O'Connell. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.